0: Old School Lame Casual Chats is brought to you by Old School Lame, producing various content from blogs, videos, and podcasts discussing about movies, TV shows, video games, and everything else in between since 2011. You can check out the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and YouTube. We're associated with Channel Frederator, Manic Expression, The Comic Book Cast, and The Aaron Meta Show. to a very special episode of casual chats i am patricia and uh as of the uh recording of this podcast and the time that i'm going to post it it's going to be the 20th anniversary of chalk zone and i have with me two very special guests uh they are the creators of chalk zone i have with me Mr. bill burnett and larry huber so welcome guys
1: hello
2: patricia
0: so i like to know from the both of you so um, what would you say were your early influences in either writing or composing music or art or whatever that you did in order for you to create the um, the animated shows and even the, as such as Chalk Zone that we even have today?
3: Well, for me, it was the uh, children's art. That's uh, that's what got me all excited. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not saying that I draw, I draw, I draw like a child. I, I actually have progressed out of that. I'm more like a fractured teenager at this point in my life, but uh, um, the, 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 the excitement that's in the child's art and I've been talking about this real flat perspective, glued on look looking stuff, always bright colors because this attracts them. I just I just found that amazing. Uh, it's also very interesting because I studied art history in in uh, Cal arts when I was there to know that all children art looks exactly the same no matter what continent they come from what background their childhood was they all if they pick up something like a crayon or a pencil or a piece of chalk and they start to draw it all looks the same no matter if they're from zimbabwe or from england so uh, i found Hmm. that interesting that we're all like one people when it comes down to that point
2: that was what that is really interesting i never thought of that before larry that's uh that from my experience that is true but uh, so you you've had you've examined that and discovered that japanese kids draw the same as australian kids
0: yeah i do find that really interesting we all start with a scribble yeah yeah i mean literally we all start with a scribble no matter uh who the artist is no matter what they do in terms of what direction they want to go for art whether they want to do painting whether they want to do storyboards whether they want to do caricatures it all starts with a scribble you're absolutely right
3: and what's interesting about it is that also if you're talking about children when we are um they uh progress the same starts with a scribble and then it goes from a, a, a series of lines, and then it goes to uh, an amoeba shape, and then shapes within the amoeba shape. They go all the way down that. It's the when, where it changes, is where it's affected by uh, the community that they deal with. For example, uh, uh, somewhere along the line, this, the shape with a shape on top of it and a couple of sticks out of it, is someone like mom or dad says that looks like a cow. And from that point on, the child tries to draw a cow. So we're all, huh. inf- we're all influenced by commercial art. I think that's what I learned
0: from that whole process. Very interesting.
2: Well, my influences were, uh, uh, you know, people like Lewis Carroll and uh, Edmund Lear and, uh, uh, you know, The Wizard of Oz, uh, in terms of the ones, the things focused at, at what led to Chalk Zone uh because chalk zone is a imaginative place that where with an alternative universe and those are alternative universe stories you know and i was smitten by those things along with everything else i well, it wasn't the only thing that i liked but uh you know i i read a lot of edgar Allan poe when i was a kid and uh and uh, and just started writing as soon as I discovered that writing was something that people could do, you know, that 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 human beings did and and even got paid for it. uh, I was, uh, I was down with, you know, trying to do everything that there was to write plays humor, songs, later songs, but poems, uh, essays, short stories, novels, TV shows, you know, everything that i could imagine could be done or, or that i realized could be done i was trying
0: now i'm actually curious like at a very young age did you already knew that you wanted to go into this direction or did you have like a, a different set of goals that you had right before you went into the direction that you did end up in
2: well larry seems to have gone in the direction that he wanted to go i i uh came around the long way around go ahead Larry tell us your your background
3: well I always wanted to draw I felt that I was required to draw it was the only thing that I did that set me apart from everyone else in my family and something uh, told me it was what set me apart from everybody else in high school so it was my personality on display I guess that uh uh I I went for also the fact is I really consider uh, being able to draw and make something responsive from what I felt that that was uh, uh, a talent and I felt that was required to at least attempt to use the talent and now this is going to sound very uh, religious and in some ways it was but I was very attracted to that parable in the Bible about the, uh, the, the master with Several talents, and he dispensed them to his, his servants, and they used them as uh, as well as they could. Some of them were terrified of having the responsibility to use a talent, and buried it. And the others progressed accordingly. Well, I thought to myself, well, if I didn't at least try to earn a living from it, then I would have failed already at the first uh, challenge I was I faced. And so, uh, with that in mind packed up my wife and uh and we piled all our wedding presents in the an old uh, convertible and head for california just to try out my attempt at uh, making a living at uh, animation
2: well that was very astute of you larry to to go to california as opposed to let's say you know illustrating uh advertisements for the local newspaper or something you know i mean uh or being a, a teacher of art you know you decided to, to go for the the big leagues and you made it
3: as and don't think that i am any less surprised than anybody else in my family
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> when you say you were required to draw were your parents uh, you know pressuring you to draw or was that an internal coming from yourself requirement.
3: Uh, yeah, it actually was that uh, I went, I spent 12 years in Catholic school. So I was driven by uh, by that idea that we all have a responsibility. And so I tried to, to do this this way. Now, I felt if I dutifully failed at doing it, but it was an honest attempt, then I could go back and and cut meat because I'm a I'm a I'm a butcher son of a butcher's son, three generations of making meat uh, cut up out of large slabs into small peeps pieces that people could eat. That's what I was on my way to do. And what I could have swung back and do, and it paid well uh, in the Midwestern environment that I came out of. But the uh, only reason I went to California is because I stumbled across Walt Disney's name of the Board of Trustees at California Institute of the Arts. This new institution that was starting, that combined uh, music and, and, and acting along with the, the, the written or the drawn form. Uh, I thought, well, this is, if it's good enough for Uncle Malt, it's good enough for me, so right away, celebrityism, you know, attracted me to come to, that's not a word, celebrityism should be, (sighs) that
2: attracted me. You know, interestingly, Patricia, uh, uh, Larry just mentioned that his father was a butcher, and uh, we put the family for Rudy to Booty together, sort of replicating different aspects of our actual families. It, Rudy's father was a butcher and there's several uh, episodes in which, you know, Rudy is supposed to help out at the butcher store, which, which I assume Larry was also supposed to help out at his father's butcher store and Rudy does things that get him in trouble. And, and my f- parents' names were Joe and Millie and Rudy's parents' names are Joe and Millie. And my mother was an opera singer who hadn't who hadn't made it she had she was world-class opera singer who was probably good enough to have been a professional opera singer but she married my father and uh became a, a w- wife instead and so she used to burst into you know, Boo! you know she would at any moment she would sing uh operatically you know uh and so that's what we had the characters doing in our show we were
0: so i take it that with the description that maybe um you're more like rudy larry with your love of drawing and i guess with the music aspect i guess we can kind of like put together of how bill was able to incorporate some of his stuff with his mom being an opera singer and there will be a lot of segments in the show where there's a lot of singing so um how did you get that balance of combining both of your ideas together into one, as opposed to like one leaning towards the other?
3: Well, some days it was leaning one way, and some days it was leaning the other. But remember, we, we are partners on this thing. And uh, uh, we both got into it with the fact that um, we may not be socially or uh, personality wise, or even both the same way with each other, but we made a pretty good team. I, I, I I'm a first that comes out of my mouth the first time anybody approaches me about that. I said somehow the two of us were mm-hmm. our own uh, Bill Hanna and Joe Barbera, you
0: know. Speaking of which, I believe that that's how you guys met, right? What working at Hanna Barbera?
2: Correct. Yeah, Larry was the um you know, Larry uh was a big producer, making shows happen for a long time before uh Fred Seibert came to uh Hanna-Barbera and when Fred came he very intelligently put Larry in charge of the big initiative to make up a whole bunch of ori- new original songs uh, so new original cartoons not songs I, I write songs um and uh and so instead of having like network executives decide well this seems like a good idea so let's put 20 million dollars behind this one idea let's have uh 30 or 40 creators make 30 or 40 cartoons and see which three or four or five make people get excited and so larry was put in charge of that sort of uh, anthology effort and uh and i was at the time the creative director of of Hanna barbera meaning that not that i was directing all the creative of the whole place but that i was um sort of making marketing materials and making things that helped helped the business run you know that's what that's really what the, my job was but my desire very strongly was to make cartoons uh i loved cartoons uh i wouldn't say that making cartoons was had been my ambition until i moved out to california and became the creative director of Hanna Barbera. but that's what i wanted to do and so there was larry overseeing this uh, this effort and and me uh helping it along in different ways and fred said you guys got to get together and make a cartoon together and um so we did (laughs)
0: Now, I'm actually That's curious, a, have you ever tried to pitch Chalk Zone to Cartoon Network?
3: To pitch it? Uh, Cartoon mm-hmm. Network. Did we, did we pitch it? Yes, we did pitch it. Uh, uh, we pitched it to the, uh, uh, who in the heck was running Nickelodeon at that time? Uh,
0: well, Jill's, if it was remember. around the late 90s, then I believe it was still Geraldine or before Albie Hedge took over around the 2000s.
2: I don't think I think I think uh, the answer to that question is no. We never pitched it while we were still at Hanna Barbera. In fact, we developed it really when we got over to Nickelodeon.
1: Gotcha. We had had
2: the idea, yes. and we realized that that's what we wanted to do, but we didn't get to it. And well, for what a cartoon, which was the uh, that was the the name of the it show. Was that, it was became,
3: that put us together. And he's the one that came up with the idea that I was I was running all these little shorts that they're in Cartoon Network. Uh, well, I keep calling it Cartoon Network because Cartoon Network was the, the parent uh, uh, parent at one point in time. Uh, but also the fact that uh, that's where it was going to be, you know, uh, showcased. Um, and he kept approaching me, saying, "You know, you ought to do a cartoon yourself." I said, "I'd love to do that, but I don't have time." I got all these kids running around all over, and I said, "And I've got I'm responsible whether whether they they win or lose, so I I can't do that." But he also he came up with the idea that well, then we need to stop gap. We got kick started, so he sent Bill over, and he walked in my room one day. He says, "Would you like to do a cartoon together?" And said, "You know, Bill, I would like to do a cartoon, and I got an idea for it. Let's talk about it." So. it was a very rough idea but so what you saw what you see on the screen is not anyone's single creative thought but the the actual duo of creativity that, that, that got got that thing on the air del yes. Heck was the one that 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 was uh, intrigued by the whole concept of this uh, big picture type of thing uh, a universe beyond that that tickled his his is fancy, and that's what we got got picked up for for short. And that brings in Carlos Ramos, somewhere along this line. And, uh, and but uh, maybe you just ask him. I'd love to hear what his off the wall take is about this, knowing that I'm not around to hear it.
2: <laughs> well, you know, we're having a, a reunion uh, on the, on the 22nd uh, that Larry and I are going to participate in, and. Uh, and Carlos will be there and so will a lot of other people who you know so maybe you get to hear what what Carlos says although it won't be when no one else is around it'll be quite a quite a gang
3: well where is the gang going to be meeting
2: where the gang is going to be meeting uh, you're going to have to learn how to work zoom by then <laughs> Oh gosh, it's gonna be the
3: Zoom thing. Yeah, I can't. I can't do that without somebody apologizing. Who the hell is that? I don't know yet. Oh, I think Sylvia. Sylvia knows knows that.
1: Sylvia yeah, knows get, get
2: Sylvia and he, uh, to help you. Yeah, that'll
0: work. Mm-hmm. Now, when going over from the original pilot that you did for Oh Yeah Cartoons, which um did feature a somewhat similar story to an early episode of Chalk Zone with the only difference being that um Penny wasn't introduced into it until when the series was picked up so um what was the idea of including Penny into the um, the series after creating the short
3: well, well there were, i go ahead no, go ahead Larry. i noticed I, I said i noticed that there was no female characters leading and and that i saw that was a no no i, I and of course, it have been hammered into me long enough for that. So, uh, Penny became our lead character because I love the dynamic between uh, an artistic mind and a driven uh, female character who knows what she wants and goes out to get it. Bill and I joke all the time that instead of it, if it went into a, a, a an age uh, where we aged up the characters, for example, and made them go, they both go to college at the same college. That, Penny picked. And, and Penny would be the one that initiated Who's going to get together. Eventually, it, it, Penny's going to uh, get them both together at some point in time in history, because she obviously was the the dynamic character. And the last name Sanchez came together with us kicking around, uh, you know, we probably also haven't don't really have any ethnic characters in our group. And the story is set in a place called Minna, Dakota which is Minnesota, Dakota, that kind of thing. And uh, so consequently, there were not awful, a lot of ethnic characters in that area. But uh, we put in a a Hispanic character. Um, But the character who, who voiced Penny early on was not not Hispanic, she was just a a generic white person like I am. So uh, a matter of fact, one of the her mother when she came into to uh, uh voice the character of her mother said to me says so can somebody tell me why I have a, a white girl for a daughter <laughs> and we said well we went with the actress's voice and that, that incredible voice that penny does is just wonderful and we 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 always kind of kept that way we cast for the character and uh, if we had to have a mm-hmm. specifically ethnic character we made sure to try with our to to find a ethnic character, and they could voice the cartoon character, So mm-hmm. we were we were very conscious of that whole thing going in there. So hopefully, uh, we we conquered that know, uh, well, because we were nominated as a uh, for a uh, Hispanic award twice
0: uh, during that uh, period of time. Yeah, and even still to this day, I believe that uh the premiere episode was the highest rated in nickelodeon history
3: yep that's what we were told. Cool. yeah saved our save, ours, save <laughs> our butts
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: so noticing about the episodes that the way they were structured so you have like two episodes featuring with rudy snap and the gang and then you had one episode focusing on just Snap, which um, when we inter when Kevin and I interviewed you, Bill, almost a decade ago, you called them snap episodes. and then, um, uh-uh. the- yes, I know, very clever, by the way. And then at the end, it would be featured a one minute song or, you know, depending on how the structure was, sometimes the whole episode can have music or maybe um, like it would be spursed out between the episodes. So. Uh, what was the process of sitting down and writing the episodes down like or coming up with ideas for the episodes
2: well let me explain Bill. why we had that yeah, go ahead, Bill. structure yeah go uh, for it. we uh we started out making seven minute cartoons uh, and the idea was to emulate the great cartoons of of uh you know warner brothers and uh etc um and then when we were picked up the uh the the coin of the realm was more like the 11 minute cartoon 2 11 minute cartoons making 22 minutes and that's it you know but we really liked the shorter forms and so we said okay we could do a a 10 minute cartoon and a seven minute cartoon and then we could do a four minute cartoon to kind of look at what what snap was up to when rudy wasn't around because rudy only was there a little bit of the time you know And then the one-minute music videos were ordered, really, by uh, Albie Uh, I was more than happy to do it. I love writing songs; it's my favorite thing to do in the world. And you know, the but there really was no compelling reason why these people who were, you know, had a, a magic chalk and went into a magic world should also have a rock band and be singing their asses off you know uh at the end of every show <laughs> it was just a kind of additional fantasy you know and um so that that's uh the, 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 i think we would have been happy enough to make three seven cartoons you know and uh and have that be the half hour but they didn't like that idea Nickelodeon didn't like that idea and it was used to get Fred,
3: yeah, Fred himself Fred Tibert was the one that kind of focused on that 7-minute cartoon format uh from a from a writing standpoint you know it's, it's the longer the time you have the more complica- complicated complicated storyline you can put together so uh putting together you know 2 11 minutes would have been a more practical Form of, of, of storytelling, but also the fact is that that we got into it and we decided you know well let's just have a little fun with it. And um, one of the things I insisted was this: well, if they are going to do seven-minute cartoons, there has to be some slapstick in it. And, you know, I, that's the way all those seven-minute cartoons had a lot of you know what we referred to at the time as hurt gags. You know, you know, an anvil hits them on the head. They uh, they open up a door and a train comes through. I mean, it was a lot of a lot of those real action. Uh, uh you know hurt gags uh i said well, if we're gonna do slapstick then then we gotta have it so no one gets hurt so we can't have rudy get in these involved in these slapstick things or move it into the real world like his his parents or anybody like that it had to be a cartoon character so that said okay it's all up to snap snap's gonna get all the stuff dumped on him or he's going to be in part of that that slap sticking stuff because everybody, every child in the universe and the boost parents ever watch cartoons, know that that isn't real stuff. And the kids will understand that as well. So we did that. Was, I gotta tell you, that was for Larry. Larry just loved the slapstick jokes. <laughs> that's where I had my that's where I had my stuff. And Phil could put in all the songs he wanted in those things. and We both went home happy. So. But I'll tell you, we looked at afterwards, we looked at some the content of some cartoons that were done for in half hours and bill and i got together we watched one particular holiday special and afterwards we said you know bill i think we uh we go out of our way to put stories on our shows he said yeah no one's working that hard so it's true we had an a and a b plot line running in some of those longer shows it was it
2: was and they had to be resolved you had to you know what the network demanded for the longer shows was an a story and a b story sometimes a c story that and they all had to be resolved you know and uh on in most cartoons if you look at them they aren't that complex you know we were really doing some heavy lifting of storytelling
0: that's true so with all that discussion i was wondering what are what have been your personal favorite episodes
2: well uh, i well, i always i would say there's four,
3: there's four there's four episodes in each it's each episode so
2: yeah i think she means uh individual units probably is that what you mean
0: yeah yeah like if there was like a an episode that you had written that you feel, felt the most proud of what would you say were
2: I'm very proud of uh, the portable portal, because that in that one, oh. Rudy has a small chalkboard that's too small for him to climb through. And he's stuck in his class with this teacher who insists on everything having to be real, 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 you know, and uh, so he can escape the classroom by making a, a, a frame by drawing with the magic chalk around the frame. But it's only enough for him to sort of peer through like and, and to reach through he can reach his hand into chalk zone and he can see what's going on and uh and as to get up. something is happening that he has to help fix and he has to get up and walk around the school because they because chalk zone is on the other side of this portable portal and meanwhile the real 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 her name is miss tweezer and miss tweezer is tracking him down certain that he's on to something you know and um and it has a great torture scene Uh, (laughs) but you know i have so many that i like I, i like i like this the really strange ones you know like the when the eyeball bush uh is propagating itself by eyeballs jumping off of the eyeball bush and landing on somebody else's eyeballs and they land on Rudy and snaps eyeballs, and then they can only see what the eyeball bush sees. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's based on real, uh, uh, natural fact of that. That's how, uh, you know, many plants, uh, reproduce, is that they get the attached to an animal or a person and they get carried somewhere where they then fall off and a new one grows. Right. So, uh, you know. You go, Larry. What's your favorite on episode? Well, I've got I've got two, but uh, that, that
3: just jumped to mind. And I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick the smallest one first because it does it does uh, I don't know Amesh, if you will to my, my my sidekick here. And that's the uh, what's my line? You know, the line line. What's my line? Da, 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 da. Well, they we we go down to this the, the smallest unit of drawing, and that's a line and then the line becomes animated as you turn it into a wheel or it becomes a a bridge or something like that and it's all animated and it's all musically animated and uh, uh, I thought that I hope uh, we did the, the best job of Bill's song on that and now I don't know that it was actually written I think before it was actually musically put together but once Bill put it musically together then the board had to match everything that he wrote down so it's it was a, a, a wonderful collaboration the other one i liked a lot was the one about i think it was a little bit like um, cocoon where they had uh people got younger when they went into the swimming pool mm-hmm. well here it was a uh, a a uh uh a, a rock quarry abandoned rock quarry where they drew a, uh, a circle, a chalk circle on this rock wall and that was their entrance into chalk zone. Only unfortunately it was underwater. it was in the, you know the, the white and sea. and so those things just came out of this water almost unstoppable and they were terrified of what how they were going to get out of there and parents came to to help. And they got into it, and suddenly they were childlike, and they started using it as a their own personal uh, swimming hole. There was a lot of act- activity in that, including a a, a local Indian uh, chief chieftain uh, or shaman who who did a, a rain dance in order to flood the the quarry and get everybody out. So it was complex as well, but it had some wonderful uh, story elements in it and and visuals that uh, I like. I like. I like that kind of thing well i like obviously i liked a lot of stuff that was done here. don't ask us what their worst episodes are i can't remember <laughs> <any of those. laughs>
0: i will not i will not
3: <laughs> the wiggies
2: is a is a great one too it's kind of oh, yeah. <laughs> straightforward funny you know a bizarre creature that eats hair you
1: know
0: yeah <laughs> one of my favorite ones uh, I think you even mentioned that a few years ago on your blog was the snap episode where snap gets into the car and the car is just constantly singing and um he tries to stop it but it just keeps on going because he just so happened to have gotten the car in exchange for the cruise that he was going to for his vacation
2: yeah rV having fun yet yes I one.
0: love yeah rV having fun yet that's
2: the <laughs> <one>. <laughs> He was yeah, a, remembers uh, all
0: those titles.
2: <laughs> that was actually uh the the original idea of Adria Walden, the uh the assistant on the show oh. who who wrote several really interesting episodes. That was one. And uh I couldn't I couldn't allow Adria to write those songs because uh, I, you know we couldn't <laughs> have a whole thing hmm she she but uh but i but it was her concept and then she, another concept of hers was mellard Drummer falls which was where there was a chalkboard that had been stashed in the back of an old theater that hadn't been used in years it was a silent movie theater and when they made when they went through the uh chalkboard back there they went into a black and white silent film world and uh that was cool. You know, another one similar to that in in the sense that it's a it's a world. It's a specific segment of chalk zone is uh, Vincent van Nogo, which was all Vincent van Gogh type paintings. And Jeff Levin, the uh, the music guy did an amazing score for that. It was like WC or, uh, you know, Dvorak or some, you know, it was, a, it was a very elaborate orchestral score.
0: Now, going into episodes, um, I've, I, I needed to ask this, what have been your favorite songs in shock zone?
3: <laughs> a favorite song? Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean from the music videos?
0: Yeah, either from the music videos, or maybe from one of the the, the snap episodes or yeah. any of the episodes in general. Yeah,
3: just what have been your favorites? Well, the, um, the uh, uh, music videos are so graphic that that one minute. First of all, I got to give credits again to Bill, you know, that he's the uh, uh, it's really hard to come up with a complete song in one minute. <laughs> but otherwise, you're just repeating the same verse over and over. But Bill manages to do it, and uh, those are always good. And we did something else with those those music videos people specifically to do them we cast them to the artists that were available so the, the look overall look was based upon a uh, uh, an artist's vision and we had some incredible artists lend handles to them and they all loved that kind of work because it was so personal to them when they got done with it and uh slapped bill song on top of it and my incredible creativity and putting it all together and there you have it so it's a, uh, i liked i like a lot of those music videos particularly but which one did i like most boy that that's really hard for me bill's got them all categorized
2: <laughs> yeah i love so many of them the me corazon is a is a favorite and um uh, i'm also you know larry only larry basically left me alone on the music videos but one time he came in and said, uh, look, I'd, I'd just like to make a request that you do a country music. I well, I like country music. I want a country song. And Larry also was really, really is, really, really into trains. He He's a big train guy. And so I oh, made yes. on M- Midnight Train, which, uh, um, you
1: know, I got to, I got to, Ticket in my hand, I got a satchel pack. I got a special place to stand on the number seven track. Midnight train, midnight train, I'm gonna ride the midnight
2: train. I got a pal as an engineer, funny little guy named Joe. He was gonna grin from ear to ear when he makes that whistle blow. Midnight train, midnight train, and the funny little guy named Joe was caricatured as was larry huber caricatured if you find that you can find it on youtube and there he is a little uh impish larry huber leaping around the engine engine of this train grinning from ear to ear and uh did you know that larry you must have known that at the time
3: no i i I look like every ugly little uh (laughs) have been drawn so i don't
2: know it's definitely him
0: well i mean i've never had this in almost 10 years of my podcast but i mean since we, you know this whole subject has been brought up i would love it if you would play some songs in your guitar
2: <laughs> oh my gosh um well one that i was thinking of because of what larry said you know we had a wonderful uh, storyboard artist named uh barry bunts and Barry uh, was always just such a great storyboard artist and, and, and such a great uh, promoter of the you know, he made the show fun for everybody. I and mean, whenever, whenever he pitched a board, he would put on a big show and and come in in some sort of strange costume. And um, and, mm-hmm. and then sadly, Larry, Larry got cancer and he was too um, sick to draw the full-size storyboards which are like you know 160 pages of you know each with three panels that's a lot of a lot of work you know um but he could do the the uh the music videos because he was uh you know those are only like maybe 70 pages and uh, and so i i wanted to write a song that because he was a big fan of uh, of reggae and and um so i wrote this song for him to do as a uh, as a storyboard and uh, and he did it he loved it and uh, and they had only given him like 2 months to live or something and he went on living for about 18 months i'm not saying that the storyboard on the song saved him necessarily but who knows but it goes uh on the guitar
1: yeah I've been wishing for a magical breeze, let it blow, let it blow my way. Feel it swishing through the tropical trees, let it blow, let it blow my way, let it blow my way. Ooh, let it blow, let it blow, let it blow my way. Ooh, let it blow my way. There's a ripple moving over the pond, let it blow, let it blow my way. Like a signal from the great beyond, let it blow, let it blow my way, let it blow my way. Ooh, let it blow, let it blow, let it blow my way. Ooh, let it blow my way. I've been trying just to fly my kite for a long time. because i think i just might catch a breeze this time when the breeze comes a rushing through let it blow let it blow my wings it's gonna lift me it's gonna lift you too my kite for a long long time keep on trying because i think i just might catch a breeze this time and when the breeze comes a rushing through let it blow, let it blow my way. it's gonna lift me it's gonna lift you too let it blow. let
2: I sing that song when I sing the verse. Uh, There's a ripple
1: moving over the pond. Let it blow, let it blow my way, like a signal from the great beyond. Let it blow, let it blow my way, let it
2: blow. I always think about Barry. You know, I get kind of choked up.
0: Wow, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was wondering, um, especially since. Um, you know, with everything that's been going on. And I I just think about everything that's been happening in terms of like in recent years, That we just can't take anything for granted. And even when things just look really, really low, if we just find something that makes us happy, it can help let us cope, even though it's maybe small, even like a song or maybe like a trinket or something, it really does help a little bit. So that was, that was actually really wonderful, Bill.
3: Sounds like a closing song to me.
0: <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess we can wrap things up. So I just wanna um, say uh, two more questions. One is um, now that the show is celebrating its 20th anniversary and people are still talking about it on social media and, Chalk Zone was released on DVD thanks to Shaw Factory and the show's been out on Paramount Plus and I mean even what you were saying earlier that your guys are doing the 20th anniversary Chalk Zone reunion podcast with the cast and crew that were done by the fans. So how does it make you feel? Long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a long makes, time now.
2: It makes uh, it makes me feel really warm and cozy that so many people like it and kind of uh sad that we can't go back and do some more you know the nickelodeon has been doing a lot of rebooting of this and that you know uh, uh hey arnold and uh, rugrats and other shows and i would love to uh go back and do either like another season or a special movie or, uh, you know, some kind of, you know, I mean, I have many, many, many ideas. Um, I was just looking, you know, we did, uh, Patricia, we did two um, ending um, music videos, because we thought we had come to the last episode, and they asked for one more episode. So we did a, a song called um, time to go home, which was set in a kind of vaudeville um, house with uh, curtains you know and the kids were came out diving you know diving, and like uh thanks for clapping yes we always knew this had to
1: happen
2: just like that time to go home and we did that and we did a special thing that where they where we made like about i don't know how long it was about five minutes of extra animation of people leaving the the place and the guy sweeping up and everything and then they said oh no no that's not the last episode and so we did another one um uh let's go wandering you know let's go wandering you and i where the mountains brush the sky and it's a very very um it's it, it has overtones of that ending of winnie the pooh where they go out walking you know in the hundred acre wood and uh and uh, because the three main characters uh Rudy Penny and Snap are getting in some kind of strange device and they're going off somewhere in zone. they're going off into zone, and uh, all the the people that they've loved such as uh Biclops and Rapsheba and bathtub granny and blocky and uh um, this polar bear and the are all gathered to wave goodbye to them and they they go off into the mountains it brings tears to the eye and uh so that would that would be another way to to start from there of like oh, what were they doing why were they going off into chalk zone you know i mean uh, they don't rudy and penny don't live in chalk zone but they were going off somewhere I obviously had some idea, and we don't know what it was. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I mean, it's possible that um if the demand is there, that you would be called in to do either another season or a special. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. I mean, I always like to call it like um the thirty year rule where you know you wait a you know a while from now where people start to get, you know very attached to the shows or to the movies or whatever that they grew up with so i take it that um if it's there that it'll come in time so yeah i, I think that we will be probably seeing something related to chalk zone pretty soon
2: i'd like to think so you know the 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 fellows who are doing the um the um reunion podcast are all about 20 years old and they were real chalk zone fans you know appropriately chalk zone fans when it happened you know and Mm -hmm. uh now they're they're fondly remembering chalk zone they're they're doing this entirely i didn't ask them to do this they got in touch with me and said hey you know we had to do a a thing so we're doing it
0: yeah i mean like literally that's how hey arnold was able to come back for the jungle movie was because of fan demand so i'm sure once you know you get a lot of fan demand from the chalk zone community then i'm sure nickelodeon will see hey let's bring this back
2: from your lips to uh viacom's ears
0: there you go (laughs) if not i'm sure that the um the reunion podcast will will speak much louder than i could Um, anyway, yes. If, oh, go ahead. No, no, I have nothing. I have
3: nothing intelligent to say after this point. I to, I'm still, I'm still tearing up after those last two songs, and they were the saddest songs. I, just, I said, "Bill, God, is there anything? Don't you want to end on a cheery note?"
0: Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Tell you what. I mean, one. <laughs> tell you what. Why, once um we wrap things up, then we can end it on a cheery note. How about that? okay <laughs> okay so uh for anybody who wants to get into either art or music or go into making their own animated shows what advice would you give them
3: today yeah today i would say well you can make a cartoon relatively expensively on, on, on a on, on a, uh, a coffee table computer once you buy a software like that you can literally get on that thing and do stuff that we we needed a light board and uh, and the, 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 the Xerox assist to help do us that those cartoons. But today, no, that this that new technology is wonderful. And I, I, if I was starting out in animation, that's the first thing I do is I buy I buy a computer and I get myself teach myself a program that's on that. And away we go. I might still do that
1: yet before I call it quits, just for my own uh, pleasure. But uh, which, yeah, that's which what um, I would do.
3: Uh, and so, right now right now i gotta tell you that um uh, uh anime is a big deal mm. uh kid it, it's a simple form to get to get to get, uh, get, get a handle on i notice a lot of people uh, are, are are into that i said but i said they shouldn't all just turn their backs on some of the classic american animation that was created uh, um so i that's what that's what you could do now and that would give you a portfolio and a few hours of your time maybe maybe more than a few hours but <laughs> depending on how deep you want to go in and explore it
2: larry what is the uh what program and what what uh where would you get to do that to follow your advice yeah
3: you're gonna you're, you're gonna catch me on stuff i don't know anything about now aren't you
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah there are several programs we put together one for ink and paint and then one one for uh, 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 the, the actual drawing program and then there a, the others are, are way that they can layer them together and 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 the more and more money you want to pay for that kind of stuff and the more and more programs, you want to get and put them together, the more costly your film begins. But, but I just think uh, you could do that you could the whole do the whole thing in Photoshop, if you must.
2: In Photoshop. Yep. Yeah.
3: Okay. Photoshop. A lot of a lot of them start out with Photoshop. So.
2: All right. No, I know that you know, like uh, Bob Nestler was holed up in his back chamber with a with a thing that he could. It was a it was like an iPad, but it was dedicated.
3: a wake on, wake on tap. That's what yeah. he had, and it was yeah. a smaller one, and uh, those worked beautifully. And there is a program for that that attaches to it. Uh, I when I set up my out, outfit at a, at a studio, I have on my left hand side I've got the the standard check the check the email computer and the right hand side I've got a weight tablet, it's a big one. and uh, I have yet to learn the program enough to where I can feel comfortable drawing on that damn piece of plastic. So hmm. I will always shoot with a flintlock guys paper and pegs
2: yeah well if you kind helped if you if you are able to
3: draw oh well, yes, I think that's <laughs> essential but, but a, a lot of people uh, I some people they, they, there's a guy who draws a, everything in stick figures and it, it's it's hilarious if it it, works out. yeah and you don't have to put a lot of animation in things. You can have a couple of body movements with a and, 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 a, and a, a a head a snapping finger and you've got a you've got a cartoon that goes through the ages so.
2: and All then right. and then what do you, you you put it on on youtube as yeah is
1: that, yep
3: yeah. YouTube, youtube would be really happy to put it on there as a matter of fact that's how we found the new artists over here at, uh, when i worked at uh uh, uh-huh. Fred, uh Frederator. they would had one guy whose whole job was nothing more than that to screen the of the, the internet find little tiny cartoons or snippets of it or some gags attached to it like that and then he would make a contact say hey how about coming over and doing a show for us and that's where some of that stuff we actually sought out that stuff for, for frederator uh and uh, in one of his you know is, well, his is is what can i say he the has has given birth to several types of, of, of internet cartoons formats. And uh, and he has financed an awful lot of stuff right over the air from cold, a, a couple of sketches that he's seen on the air that look like they have promise. So, uh, and you know, at, the, at the very beginning of this, this whole stuff, I said, I was one of the guys that was brought in to give these young people coming in that have never actually animated film from beginning to end advice and, and guidance that was it went through uh, i may still end up doing that uh, in my latter years but uh, i have i it goes back to the the giving back type of thing but uh, i couldn't have lived in this industry for 34 years if it hadn't been for the guidance that I, the old timers this business gave me about drawing and about the structure as far as laying out a picture and all the aspects thereof, because if you you are a better artist and a better filmmaker, if you understand what everybody's problem that, that can occur does occur, and so if you can take the extra time to add to the extra drawings and direction, so that they are, it makes their job that follows coming after, from the ink and paint girl to the cameraman to all the stuff. If you understand each process along the way. Then you'll know what problems can arise and how you can do with that yourself the name of the product the name of the product though is not called ink and paint the, name of the product is not called background design the name of the product is animation and so all those things must understand that making and drawn characters dance and sing that's that's animation so that's why the, the name, it was the still name of the product <laughs>
2: Larry, what did you just say? The name of the product is not what and what? It's animation. Awake on
3: tablet? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Wake on yeah. tablet. But it's, um, but all these other things are formats that we all used all the way through time. So, but right now you can just get in that little, and I'd have to look it up to come up with the name because I haven't used it for years. So,
0: so
2: yeah, yeah um, so um, advice on writing music, Bill? Bill never stops writing. Boy, they, uh, yeah, no, I write all the time and I record all the time. But in the music industry, if that's what you're asking about, has changed so dramatically from what it once was, and I, I don't really understand exactly how it works anymore. And and the people that I know who are in it don't understand exactly how it works it it, you know i mean there are there are ways that people quote unquote drop uh albums now uh maybe you understand it i don't i don't it's uh, somehow everybody knows that so and so has dropped a new album but i don't know how they know that it's not it used to be that it would show up on the radio station that everyone was listening to and uh, here it is the new thing from you know the bgs you know and uh you know, but
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i think nowadays due to uh social media and they're announcing that hey uh here comes this new album that's dropping. And because we have like streaming services with Spotify and with um, Apple Music and Pandora and even uh, YouTube Music has this as well. So more people are able to know this particular artist released this album or this particular artist released this music video. So I think that um, radio does still play a major role into knowing about what's in the top 40. But as for like the um convenience of knowing about like what's going on in the music industry and what's going on in the music world as what's popular i think that using these streaming sites such as uh spotify is how people are able to know about what's really popular nowadays in fact um i I think that would be really great is if you can be able to release you know the songs in chalk zone i mean i know that you've released it in cd but it'll be nice maybe for his 20th anniversary if you can have it maybe posted up on vinyl record which is what hey arnold did where they actually did a very special vinyl record edition and it has like all of the songs that were featured in the show and those things sold out so much so that when they released like four um let's see it was like uh they they released it like um four editions like four separate times and they sold out in minutes I'm not even joking and I think that um once you release that in larger quantities people are going to buy it
2: it's interesting that you say that Patricia because uh, the, one of the young the three young fellows who are doing the, the reunion just contacted me just before we had this conversation saying oh we gotta we we gotta uh, make a special compilation of all of the chalk zone songs and, and the, you know, there's a whole lot of songs inside the, the shows, you know, I mean, uh, there's the, the music videos yes whole episode had some kind of song in it, or many of them did anyway.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And some of them are not even released on CD. Oh. I mean, buried with love. The one that Tim Curry sang yeah. for the Halloween special, yeah. that's not on a CD. Yeah. That one is
2: Tim Curry yes. for God's sake.
0: It's yes, exactly yeah. Tim Curry, right?
1: <laughs> um
0: as, even like uh, Mary Chris Hanukomas, I don't believe is on CD either, and neither is um Fireplug Ballet and uh various other songs that were never released on a CD or um yeah. never released on you know, any format unless you know you're able to like look up the original stuff on YouTube, like uh, when it was posted like over a decade ago, or uh, people can be able to watch it on Paramount Plus or on DVD. But yeah, I think that being able to release it on a way that people can be able to tune into much, much easier, I think would definitely get more people tuning into the music for sure.
1: Yeah. Isn't yeah. it funny
2: that Nickelodeon just completely overlooks them?
0: Trust me, <laughs> once they know that you got something good coming, they'll come to you immediately.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: trust me on this. I mean, I've seen it before, and uh, you know, usually these trends don't just like happen once; they happen over and over and over again.
2: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: another thing that I am, you know, forever grateful for when I. Um, uh, I paid for the CD was that uh, I was able to get some of your um, uh, raw um, recordings of when you were starting to write the songs before you actually had the voice actors um, put their spin in into it and then it was released in the final product so yeah I think that would be also really nice to have like a, a behind the scenes feature about like how you were able to like you know get the songs together right before they actually release into the what they are now so I think that'd be also really great to hear
2: the chalk zone anthology.
0: That's it, that, the zone Anthology. I like that, I like that.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And also, um, you know, for you, Larry, I think an art book would be really great. Like, you know, maybe like there's some, you know, um, drawings of like what Rudy, snap and eventually Penny and all the other characters look like before that zone first formed. And maybe some like additional drawings of like how the characters look before their final product. I mean, you know, art books are really popular nowadays. I think that people will love that, too
3: yeah i had a i had a, a an artist friend of mine who were, were just sitting around having coffee and stuff like that and i did a sketch of the uh, uh, key characters on a, on a napkin and it was his napkin so he just picked it up and took it with me and then several <laughs> years after the show was up and running he says look i've got the original chalk zone characters right here <laughs> I said, and i said you are you bastard and he says but I'm giving it to you. So, <laughs> somewhere that napkin exists, I don't know if I'll ever find it. But uh, oh, that's great. Uh, the, the, the program, the programs that the two most popular programs now that actually work, work uh, professionally in the industry are the Adobe Character Animator uh, program and the, the Harmony Tune Tune Boom Harmony.
0: Yeah, those two are the
3: most most popular.
0: Yeah, I hear about that a lot.
2: Hey Larry is is anyway, John so, Kimball still around.
3: John Kimball sure but john doesn't john is rich he inherited all that money, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, te- I tease him anyway, about it whenever I, I, I stumble across it. Uh he he's uh, 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 his, his main love, believe it or not, is music like you, uh, Bill, uh, he but he loves jazz mm. he plays jazz and he and uh, I think he plays a horn. Uh, he's, uh, he, he's he he has been writing a, a what can I say? It's been uh, I want I wanted to call it a musical, but it's not a musical. It's uh, it's uh, it's an opera. He's been writing an opera for years, but
1: uh, oh, uh, you
3: know, I I have I, I not get a chance to see him. They had a whole get together uh, recently. At uh, it was put together uh, by uh, one of the one of the gals that worked in the business um uh, and she uh, uh she got us all together for this what i don't know how many years together we, we was and i saw a bunch of the, the guys there uh and people i hadn't talked to for years who, or maybe i should put it this way who had not wouldn't talk to me for years i'm not sure how that worked,
1: but uh, <laughs> Patricia, <laughs> so i'm happy you, to hear there's another
3: reunion him? just so i can sit around chew the rag with some guys
0: uh go over your saying, bill
2: do do you follow uh me on facebook and and stuff i do i do yes okay so you ought to uh you know tune into this uh this reunion thing
0: oh absolutely i'll be i'm in i'm in 100 i will be there i'll be there with bells and whistles (laughs) okay well i just want to thank you guys so much for coming into the podcast i really do appreciate it
2: yeah it was nice to uh to be interviewed by you, Patricia.
3: Thank you. So you you brought, you brought you brought Bill and I together. I mean, I, I, I haven't heard from Bill for years, and then all of a sudden this <laughs> popped up. And said, Dear God, you're you, you don't live too far from me, so <laughs> who knows?
0: Well, I have to thank Bill for that. So um, thank you for coming by, Larry all right well yeah so um uh, yeah w- why don't you guys talk about um you know upcoming projects that you have uh where can people find you at uh plug and promote your stuff go
3: ahead bill you're, you're the uh, yeah. You're, okay. Got, I'm, working the on
2: so. <laughs> I'm working on a youtube uh show uh called around the edges which is gonna feature my bizarre surrealistic uh writing and songs and uh sketches and stuff like that and i'm hoping to launch it by april 1st and um so people should look for that i'll i'll certainly put up things on you know around the the social media world to um uh, direct people there but so there will be some chalk sound stuff in there yeah awesome. uh,
3: i've been independently working as a, a basically a Animation producer, uh, which basically means that I, I put together projects on, on other animation shows that people have not done yet before about directing and something producing. I've been doing this with my many years partner, uh, Sylvia Edwards, who I think people only hire me so they can get her because she's so good at her job at, at, at wrangling people together and, and doing the budgets for it. So uh, uh, we're, we've been. Hold up in, uh, in Glendale after we uh, lost the uh, facilities that we were in 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 Burbank, and after uh, a, a whole year of working kind of in a kind of somber environment, we've been offered to uh, to come back and join a, a Fred cyber to uh, maybe go back and do some of the old uh, old stuff again. So we're having having ho- hope, hope hopes about uh, getting together and having to good the next six months of this uh, year or so
0: sounds great we all
3: move into the new facility in in about a month so
0: well i I wish you guys the best of luck on that and as for me you can find me on youtube youtube.com slash old school lane you can find me on facebook facebook.com slash old school lane i'm on twitter at patty underscore b underscore miranda uh you can check out the podcast on anchor spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, stitcher radio public many places Uh, New episodes of my podcast will go there first and then it'll go up a few days on YouTube. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, Let us know in the comments below about your fondest memories of Chalk Zone. What have been your favorite episodes? What have been your favorite songs? What have been your favorite moments? You want to see Chalk Zone come back as a TV movie or as an additional season? Please let us know. And also tune in to the upcoming uh, 20th anniversary reunion podcast. Uh, I'm sure I'll leave all the links in the description so you guys can check it out. And uh, yeah, that's it. And uh, of course, um, we cannot leave off without another song from you, Bill. So, you know, your choice, something oh. a little cheery to end things off.
2: Oh, all right. This is actually uh, one of the lesser known uh, Chalk Zone things, but I sang it. I, I just had a birthday, and I so I sang this.
1: Mm-hmm. He's okay. looking at you. It's something I find so easy to do. Cutting the slices, some I just might want to do twice, piece of cake. Taking a bite is some that somehow seems so right, piece of cake. I don't know why, but you are twice as easy as pie, piece of cake. And I don't know when, but I know pretty soon I'm coming back again, piece of cake. have haven't you heard? I always come back for seconds and thirds, beats again. I wanna get lost in your frosting, make you my abode. The off my new battle cry is to run with the memory the road. That's a joke, son. But he's the anchor, the a lot of PC.
0: Okay, everyone, take care.